deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. Oh, what's going on, buddy? Hey, you're sounding a little better this week. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm at 95% and I'm excited and ready to talk. Let's do this. Uh, well, let's let's hope it uh, helps your analysis get better too. Well, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> this week we're joined by a good friend of mine, Ray Johnson. Ray, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Justin. Glad to be on the call. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us. Uh, Ray, how about you give us a little bit of a rundown of your fantasy football experience all right well let's see i've been playing fantasy football i think the league my main league started in uh 98 so it's been a pretty consistent group of guys since 98 a few guys coming and going but um a few years ago we moved to an auction draft format so i think that that's been an improvement um i've played a couple other leagues here and there throughout uh the last several years but uh really only focus on one league i found that's uh my preference oh and i guess i should mention uh, i don't do any daily so uh we'll see how this goes yeah that's all right you're you're pretty well uh experienced in fantasy football and uh, you've been pretty successful in that league year over year well i'm glad you said it i didn't really want to (laughs) yes you did yes you did that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but we do live in the past in that league, right? Uh, no, no PPR. No PPR. Living in the nineties. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, since uh, it is October, still, I'm still doing the sober tober thing. Uh, JD, you got anything tonight? No, I'm I'm still sticking with my tea until we can get back to that hundred percent. I'm I'm hoping next week I can have some adult bev. There is something seriously wrong with this world. I have a drink. What? And you two don't. I thought that was this. Uh, I thought that was part of the the game plan here. So, I poured myself a uh, little glass of <clears throat> salted caramel crown royal. Ooh. If you have not had salted caramel crown royal. I recommend you find some. Um, I'm a fan of all those uh, flavored crowns, but um, this salted caramel, is, uh, it's kind of special. its uh, I think it's seasonal, so it's tough to get your hands on sometimes, but delicious. Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds really, really good. Oh, yeah, definitely up JD's alley. I, I think I'll have to give it a try sometime soon. I'm, I'm only uh, – I don't think I'm going to make it all the way through October, but uh... – 27th i got my eyes set on the 27th (laughs) yeah if you're not drinking that night we've got a real problem oh yeah oh yeah all right well um 
I didn't really get any listener questions this week, but I, I did want to kind of address something that we didn't cover in our uh, basic beginner uh, DFS podcast. And, and that was a little bit more about the scoring. Um, DraftKings is a full point PPR. Um, so that that's definitely plays heavily in how you want to consider your, uh, your picks. And, and on top of that, there is a bonus for any receiver receiving yards over a hundred, rushing over a hundred and passing over 300. Uh, you get an extra three point bonus on top of all those yard pointed yard yards points you get so it's definitely an advantage to get those guys who you know get a lot of volume which uh, like your Todd Gurley's and Adam Thielen's so um, just just wanted to bring that up I I did have a little conversation with somebody who was asking me about uh, about DraftKings recently so it's something to consider when you're trying to make picks. You'd rather have a guy get 100 yards on 10 receptions than the 90 yards on two receptions. It's a, it really makes a big difference. Yeah, that's why I'm always talking so much about volume because those targets play a huge role, obviously, into that number of receptions. And as you mentioned, two receptions for 90 versus even you know six receptions for 90 yards – that right there is a four-point difference and can uh, win you a, a match. Certainly. So, speaking of winning matches, how did you fare last weekend, J.D.? Well, I think you know the answer to that question. It's kind of rude of you to ask me that way. Um, I did not do well in my daily fantasy uh, land last week. Uh, finished uh, ninth out of 10 in one tournament and eighth out of nine in another. I just had a lot of guys come up blanking for me. Um, Jordan Howard under six points, Jarvis Landry under uh, four points, Lau Powell six points, and the Jacksonville defense for a negative one was a real big killer for me. So uh, that that hurt really bad. Uh, my season-long contests went uh, pretty good for me, I'll say. I had high score in two of my leagues, so that was nice. Um, real quick rundown, just uh, last week we talked about Andrew Luck. He came in at uh, 28.7 points, which was good for almost five times his value. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, 7.2 points, so he was a ginormous letdown. Allen Robinson, a surprising 17.4 points, uh, so he came in at three times his value. And uh, Eric Ebron <laughs> hitting for me again, 17 points. Uh, had I played all those guys that I said I, I liked, instead of changing my mind at the last minute, I probably would have fared a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, well, sometimes your research uh, on Thursday changes uh, 
what what you're coming through with with the news by Sunday morning. So um, myself, I had a pretty decent week. Uh, actually, probably one of my most successful weeks of the year. Maybe not in total return because I, I wasn't playing quite as much, but I, I won 26 out of my 30 head-to-heads. Uh, my cash lineup really was on point this week. I scored 175 points. I had put that in just about every tournament and GPP that I played, and it didn't it didn't climb up real high, but it was in the money. It was definitely a top uh, 10% lineup. So, uh, Jameis Winston, who I talked about last week, went off like he was supposed to. Julio, though he didn't get in the end zone, he. He had a nice week yardage and reception-wise. TJ Yeldon was the one guy who really disappointed for me, and even he got 10 points on the week. So um, overall, I think the process is working out in my favor, uh, and I hope to continue it on this week. And it was good to have a good – good weekend and uh on DraftKings because my season long bombed out for me but that being said let's go ahead and get to our early week uh process picks here um starting off with quarterback JD what do you have to say this week uh, I'm gonna go with Joe Flacco this week, uh, playing against New Orleans at home, uh, costing 54, so he's on the lower end of QBs. Uh, big thing here is the New Orleans gives up the third most points to QBs, and uh, Flacco's actually been pretty consistent coming in at about 20 points a week so far through this year. Uh, the I believe the two exceptions to that, he was going against uh, two top ten defenses against the pass uh, in Cleveland and Tennessee. Uh, so I expect this to be a pretty good bounce-back spot for him. And if he can give me 20 points, uh, that's, that's pretty good. I'll take that as a decent floor. Uh, yeah. no, go ahead, Ray. I was going to say, I agree. I, I like the value there, um, and I like the matchup. So um, I don't see any problems with that pick. That seems like a solid one. Yeah, it's it's a, definitely a decent value. He's popping towards the top of the models this week. I, I do want to say that it is freaking Joe Flacco, and he's a bum. He, <laughs> he, he, though he has a good matchup, he's – Got the 28th best uh, passer rating so far this year at 87.1. You sound slightly jaded by the Joe Flacco. I actually don't use him much, but he just, for a guy who makes as much money as he does, he doesn't have the uh, success as as you would think uh, somebody should. He's, He's only got nine touchdown passes on the year. A lot of the points that Baltimore's been scoring has been coming through their defense and running game. So, uh, I, 
Well, it, it is the right matchup for him this weekend. I, I might, he doesn't really have that big ceiling game in him. So he might, he might be good for, for cash. Uh, cause his floor is probably pretty stable, but I'm not sure tournament wise. He gets you where you want to be. I expect I his floor to be in that 16 point range, which is perfectly acceptable. I mean, his first four games, he was 21, 23, 15, 25. And I don't, I don't hate his ceiling. I mean, I, Joe's done stuff in previous years. I, uh, maybe it's been a little while, but you know, I still think I still have a little bit of faith in him. I, I think that, like I said, I, I don't think it's a terrible play. It's just I, I have some uh, tempered uh, expectations out of out of what he can do. Part of that has to be their their running game has been so awful, and I think that that's actually dragging down the offense a little bit overall, but, uh, should, should be a decent play. Like I said, he is, he is popping pretty high in the, the models and, and it's a good matchup. New Orleans hasn't really been too stout against the past this year. So, and speaking of, uh, that, who, who are you looking at Ray? Well, I'm looking at Tom Brady this week. Um, Look, I lost a lot of faith in the Bears' defense last week. Uh, I've got my Bears shirt on today, but um, still lost a lot of faith in that defense. And I think that for as well as they do against the run, I think they're vulnerable against the pass. And I think that they were a little exposed by um, the likes of Albert Wilson last week. Um, and I think those, you know, look, that I, I really think you're, the Bears are just going to show the class that they're in this week. Um and the Patriots are the still the cream of the crop. So I think that the Patriots are going to get their points. And um, if the Bears are, you know, can continue to be pretty stout against the run, I like uh, Tom Brady where he's coming in at. Oh man, I, I wish <laughs> I I wish I didn't agree with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, big Bears fan, big Bears fan. Last week was. So painful to watch. Uh, <laughs> we only stayed in that game because Miami's defense hasn't been playing that good, apparently, and they can't catch a ball either. I don't think we had that luxury against uh, New England, and I think Tom Brady is going to carve us up with the likes of uh, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. Uh, well, I... <laughs> We're, we're Bears fans, and yeah, I think Ray and I, we saw Tom Brady throw about uh, five touchdowns and a half against them one game. It's even worse when you're there. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I'm still – I'm not ready to give up on this defense. The Bears are still one of the top three defenses in the league. Look, last weekend they were playing in Miami. It was 100 degrees. They said one of the uh, – which, which player was it? One of the linemen said he lost 12 pounds throughout the course of that game. Um, I, it was, yeah, disappointed to see him come that flat out of the bye week. But um, I, I, I don't think that Brady's a terrible play. But I, a lot of a lot of what I've been hearing is uh, the analysts are are thinking this game's not going to be as 
high scoring as what the uh, implied total on the game is. It, it's it's starting to come back. It was at fifty. It's down to forty nine and a half, and there's they're thinking it might come. But even if it's more. fifty, if it's fifty, the Patriots could score forty of them, right? With Mitch Trubisky at the helm for Chicago, yeah, I would so, totally you know, agree with that. They could. Well, and we know your feelings about Mitch, J.D., so... Uh, hey, it, it, if... I don't know. We haven't spoken about this previously, but uh, I am not uh, I'm not loving it so far. You know, you throw that pick in the end zone last week and go up by two scores if you're just conservative or not careless, and uh, instead you don't, and you throw the pick and Miami comes down and ties the game. It, you know, it's... It's, it's on him. It'd be nice if he'd stop trying to throw fadeaways. <laughs> Maybe plant your damn feet and throw a ball. I'm just saying, yeah, he cost us that game. It's neither here nor there for this podcast. <laughs> <but> then, <laughs> still. And this has been the Jilted Bears fan hour. Okay. Well, I, like I said, he's not terrible. Obviously, he's, he's the GOAT, Tom Brady. He's, he carves defenses up. He's But they're on the road. Uh, 6,100 is pretty fair price for him. And like I said, I've seen the bears, uh, eat, eat their lunch against, uh, Brady in the past. So I'm, I can't say it's a bad play. Yeah. <laughs> I, he could, he could easily come out and put up 28, but depending on which defensive line shows up, he could easily put out like 14 too. I'm hoping it's the second one just uh, for two reasons so that that gives us a chance to win and because I can tell Ray he was wrong. But <laughs> I thought know. it was I thought it was because you wanted uh, John Gruden to have a worse draft pick next year. Uh, well, I don't really care about that. <laughs> well, I do because I want the Bears to finish in the playoffs. But uh, and I think that they need to get back on track here. Uh, but I don't know. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the Bears, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk up uh, Jared Goff. He's 6600. They're playing at San Francisco. He's he's coming off a couple of not so great games. They they were playing in Denver last week, uh, divisional game, and or no, that's not a divisional game. What am I talking about? They're they're on the road. It was cold and snowy. Jared Goff's a California boy, but they're playing at San Francisco, a team that um, gives up 30 points a game. Uh, Jared Goff is uh, the Rams are the have the highest implied team total on the slate at like 31 and a quarter. He's got a 110.2 pass rating on the year and is throwing 318 yards a game. I think it's uh, – I know, I know it might be a little hesitant with Cooper Cup not not going to play his security blanket, but they got a lot of weapons on that team and, and a, a little five-yard dump off to Todd Gurley that goes 50 yards for a touchdown counts as a passed, passing touchdown just as well as the bombs. So I like this play. Are you paying up for him in tournament, though? I might be more likely to pay up for him in a tournament, actually, because usually in in my cash, I'm I'm trying to 
conserve as much money as I can so I can put the high-priced running backs in the lineup. And and that usually means i got to spend a little lower for a quarterback. But I think depending on where you can find value, you might be able to he, – he would be good for cash or tournament this week. Yeah, the, I mean, this is a cheaper way to get a piece of Todd Gurley. That's that's true. I mean, I think he he's not going to be Todd Gurley's not going to be a guy that we talk up because I don't you don't need to talk up Todd Gurley. You you almost got to put him in just about every week, especially in cash, if you if you can find a way to do it. But since we did start talking about Todd Gurley there a little bit, let's let's go ahead and move on to running back. And uh, I think I think this guy might be a little controversial here. Are you working on your transitions, Justin? That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. So yeah, my pick at running back is controversial, even for myself. Uh, I kind of had to talk myself into this one a little bit. And this is more about matchup than anything else. Uh, Kenyon Drake going up against Detroit. Uh, oh, this guy's still in the league? <laughs> uh, so somebody uh, on this podcast currently likely drafted Kenyon Drake. So I'll let him rant in just a minute. <laughs> Uh, but Detroit gives up the third most points to running backs, according to the folks over at Fantasy Pros. And despite him not being real good so far this year, he still has that ability. He's got that talent. And I'm a sucker for trying to get value running back. So I'm going to give him a go this week, I think. Okay, I'm going to ask at least one question. Why him, not Frank Gore? You know, that's a question I keep asking myself, like before we got into this and whether or not I should switch to Frank Gore. Uh, Kenyon Drake gives you the receiving upside as well. And with it being the full point PPR, I like having that as far as the targets go. Uh, I think he can break it on the ground, but he can also bust something off, you know, with a little dump off pass. He won't spend any time in any lineup that I'm constructing the rest of this year. That's for sure. <laughs> so just he just is. to just to clarify, uh, what round did you draft Kenyon Drake this year? Well, it being an auction, um, okay. I actually paid how much paid money, money did you spend for on him? <laughs> about thirty dollars too much. So um, uh, thirty-two dollars. So about thirty-two dollars. <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of those situations where um, I felt I was overpaying for him. But looking at the situation, him coming in as my number two, I ended up picking up Mixon later, so I ended up getting a better number two. Um, it was just money poorly spent, and uh, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I really don't like Adam Gase either. Um, I think he's part of the problem. For my fantasy team, anyways. Well, Adam Gase did talk the hell out of Kenyon Drake in this offseason and talked about how he wanted to get him 25 touches a game and and all that BS. But he also said he wanted to run 
75 plays a game and, and Miami Dolphins are, I think, in the bottom three in total plays per game run. And and they just keep handing the ball to, to Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the starter there. And Frank Gore just got 100 yards against the Bears. I, I don't well, and it, we, all, we all just watched the Bears game. When was Ken Drake even on the field for the first time? The third series? Yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, Drake is... I don't think he's a starter on that team, and it makes it hard to uh, roster him for me. Uh, Just so we're clear, um, Kenyon Drake was on the field for 49 snaps last week compared to Frank Gore's 30. And he got outpointed, right? He probably did. I'd have to. I'd have to actually look that up. Uh, my my production team, uh, <laughs> aka Let's... me, did not go that deep into the research. Um, but if you look at it on the year, Kenyon Drake has uh, roughly. Well, I'm not going roughly. He's got exactly 84 more, more snaps on the year than Frank Gore. He's on the field for 62 percent of their offensive snaps. As as opposed to Frank Gore's thirty eight percent, so the volume should be there. Uh, and going against a defense that is not good against the run, I'm hoping this is the game. And at forty nine hundred, it's it's worth a gamble for me. And and gamble is what we'll call it, but. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Ray, who who is it that you were looking at? Well, I'm going to stick with the same game. Actually, um, I'm not not the same game as Josh, but uh, I'm the same game as Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Tree Cohen um, again. I just think that they're finding as many ways to put the ball in his hand as possible. Um, I think this is going to be a game where the Bears are needing to score some points, and Jordan Howard is. Probably not the guy to do it unless they're inside the two. Um, so I, I just I like the versatility and I like the price point on Trico and I think that he's got some upside and some big play potential. Yeah, Tariq Cohen, that guy, he's the uh, vein of my fantasy backfield because I do have Jordan Howard and they don't like to use him for some reason because why would you use a Pro Bowl running back? Who wants to do that? Um, But, yeah, the way they're using him and at that price point in a game where they likely are going to be throwing the ball a lot because Ryan Pace is trying to prove a point with Mitch Trubisky, I would have to agree with it. I like like the play, and and really as a – a pivot from Kenyon Drake. He's just $200 more uh, than Drake this week. And he, he seems to get not only uh, he, he, he probably has a similar um, usage rate. His, his rate is definitely going up from a bear standpoint, but he gets actual explosive plays designed for him. So it's, He's he's really starting to uh, be one of the more fascinating players on the Bears, and 
I think his his ownership is probably going to go up too because he's put together a few good weeks. Uh, he's kind of uh, kind of like a little uh, you know James Whiteish uh, like from from that same game. Uh, he's he's very versatile in the passing game. They're not afraid to throw the ball deep to him down on the on the outside. So. Uh, and and it's it's just one of those little squirrely guys that seems to be able to fit under uh, the corner and and squeak out some extra yards. You have the added bonus too uh, of him doing uh, returns on special teams too, which you don't get yardage for, but he has the capability of breaking one for a touchdown at any point in time. Anytime he touches the ball, honestly. Uh, and according to footballoutsiders.com, he's been on the field for 41.6% of Chicago's offensive snaps. So they really are starting to put him on the field more and more. Um, and at that price, again, I think that one's a good call. Yeah. So since you guys had some value running backs, I kind of, I went, I went for some super value and, and this, this player doesn't, uh, I, I don't want to say this player excites me, but in a matchup and pricing, Peyton Barber at 3,800 against the Browns uh, it just seems like a, a real good value. He's he's popping at the top of uh, my model that I have set up on Fantasy Labs as, as, as the best value. He's uh, the Browns rank uh, last defensively. Um, against the run per pro football focus, uh, including a league worst tackling rate of 30.8, which is just like completely unheard of. It's, it's not even close to being what the next one, uh, the next defense is above them. And on top of that, this game, this, uh, Tampa, Cleveland game is so far the only game of the week that's got a a positive uh, line movement, meaning uh, the betting action thinks that that the game is gonna sc- score more than what what originally came out at. It, that game is is tied for the third highest on this slate uh, at forty nine and a half implied points. So uh, it's not like I said, he's not a super exciting player by the 3800 he's he is the lead back for tampa and he should in fact uh i i think bring value at that price point which will allow you to pay up for some of the higher price guys in your lineup yeah it's hard to argue with a starting running back for under four thousand because you know he should get the volume, assuming this game doesn't get out of hand, which I don't expect it to. Uh, And they started using him a little bit in the passing game last week, too. Uh, Things are changing a little bit with Winston, whereas with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they were just kind of chucking the ball as far as they could. Things changed a little bit. So 3,800 is really hard to ignore on a starting running back in this situation. 
You don't get any of his points from last week, do you? Unfortunately, no. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> hey, you're going to have to start yourself a new daily fantasy site for that one. <laughs> uh, We'd all the, be very the good. The League. <laughs> oh, brother. Hey, um, moving on from running back uh, at receiver. Uh, Ray, why don't you tell us who it is you picked out? Um, let's see. So I'm going with, uh, I think I'd take Robert Woods in this spot here. Um, I was looking for someone in kind of that dollar range. Um, Brandon cooks is, is right around there to hundred bucks more. It looks like, but, um, you know, so I, I, I just, I think maybe for some of the reasons, um, look, I, I felt like San Francisco's, I didn't love what they did defensively at the end of that game um, last week. And I just think with cup out, Robert Woods is going to see targets and, um, and then partially this matters too. I'm playing against him in my other league. So I'm just hedging my bets here. (laughs) Spoken like like a true Johnson. (laughs) Oh no. He hedges it much worse than me. Oh man. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the, the player this week at 7,000, he's not at the uh, top, top end. He, he's He's got a good matchup. Uh, like I, I brought up about the, uh, when I was talking about golf, San Francisco's giving out a lot of points. And with Cooper Cup out, him and Woods kind of play – a similar type, you might you might see Woods get a little more slot work this week because I think Brandon Cooks is, is just your – he's got to stay on the outside. Um, one, one player that you might consider if 7,000 is a little too much, uh, Josh Reynolds is going to be the third receiver for, uh, for L.A. And uh, – when he was uh, when he came in for cup, he he had some nice usage, and and I think he's down around four thousand bucks somewhere too. So he does have the questionable tag on him right now, though. Just to keep that on there, uh, yeah, Robert Woods, uh, <laughs> he's put up quite a number of points the last four weeks: thirty uh, six. 7, 24, 1, 19, 5, and 22, 1. Putting yourself into that like 18 to 20 points as a floor, that's not bad. Uh, Coming at 7,000, I mean, your floor is looking at almost three times your your, uh, price there. I don't hate it. My only concern is really that if this game gets out of hand in the first half, how much are they going to be throwing the ball? Yeah, Sean McVay seems to not mind running up the score, so. <laughs> he only knows one type of offense. <laughs> yeah. A good one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, J.D., uh, who, who is it you are looking at? I am looking at Bunches of Funches, Devin Funches. Uh, going up against... Uh, Philadelphia, uh, I like this guy. What can I say? Uh, he's given up, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Philadelphia has given up the ninth most points to receivers, according to the guys at Fantasy Pros. 
and Cam has decided that he likes to throw the ball to him now. So, um, you know, he's gone. He's gone over double digits three times this year, which isn't great. You know, I wish it was a little bit more often, um, but he's starting to get, you know, the, that seven targets a game, which is nice. Uh, and for 5,300, again, if you're going to give me seven targets a game at that price point, uh, going up against a team that seems to be giving up points in bunches, they can go to funches. Those are crickets. That 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 joke fell flat there. <laughs> I'm a dab. It's allowed. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's interesting for you know, Carolina's kind of flying under the radar a little bit this year. My problem that the the price isn't terrible for for him. My problem is they don't seem to have much of a a vertical uh, game at Carolina. Some reason, uh, and a lot of those those uh, points come in the uh, short passing game uh, through through Cam and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, maybe maybe having uh, Greg Olson back will open the field up a little bit more for for the passing game. Uh, but Carolina is also not running a ton of plays every game. Yeah, he's he's not a lock, and uh, his floor is probably closer to the uh, like eight points, which isn't you know ideal, but his ceiling puts him in that fifteen to twenty, which puts you in that three to four times. So. You know, when you're trying to save a little bit of money to get one of those upper echelon running backs put in there, as we've mentioned before, you've got to cut corners somewhere. For for me, there are guys that um, I don't know why they just never show up on my radar. Funches is one of them. I have no idea what this fellow's done all year. Um, you know, it, as closely as you follow it, there are just people sometimes you fall into that kind of vacuum you just don't know anything about. So. I couldn't endorse it and I couldn't hate it, but uh, he's just one of those guys that's never somebody that that's all that sexy to me. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, he is on uh, both of my dynasty squads and he somehow flies under my radar a lot too. <laughs> strong fade, strong fade. Um, but inevitably when I ignore him, that's when he puts up his points. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way fantasy football is. It just likes to kick you when you're down. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, I, I kind of like this matchup that Jarvis Landry has this week. Uh, Tampa Bay at Tampa, uh, 7,100 uh, per pro football focus. He's got the Jarvis Landry has the uh, six best matchup with a 28% advantage. Um, MJ Stewart, that cornerback that, that's going to be his main matchup, uh, is giving up an absolutely egregious 2.77 yards per route covered, which I believe is the worst in the NFL. 
And without Josh Gordon there, Jarvis Landry is getting all kinds of volume. Uh, He's actually getting the ball further down the field than he was when he was in Miami. And, And this Tampa Bay defense, these games that they've been playing have just been you know, shootouts. So there's there's bound to be a, a lot of scoring opportunity there. So <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope this is your uh, Mitch Trubisky two weeks ago pick or three weeks ago pick at this point. Again, because I do have Jarvis Landry in season long and he's been an extreme disappointment the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, he's getting just peppered with targets. Uh, he's got 29 targets in the last three games, but he has 11 catches. He had four one week, five one week, and he had two last week. Uh, that's 40% rate, 50% rate, and 22% catch rate. That is not acceptable. Yes, this defense is really bad, and he's got a chance to cure it, but it just seems like there's something off with him and Mayfield. I hope they get it corrected, and I hope this is the week that it happens. Uh, I just have a hard time paying that much money for a guy that has not been catching that many balls when he's getting that much volume. Well, one 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 of the things there is Cleveland's had a few tougher matchups, and and I, obviously he's got a rookie throwing him the ball. Uh, but Tampa gets like no pressure whatsoever on the quarterback, and and while yes, I think on the year Jarvis Landry's only got a fifty five percent catch rate overall. Uh, MJ Stewart gives up an eighty eight percent catch rate, which <laughs> is is just you know. It's it's amazing the guy still has a job. I, I you could stand out there in the middle of the field and and cover better than this guy. So, um, which happens well, to be why Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdowns. Just <laughs> just bringing that back. <laughs> well, and we know if they do need someone, we know I can cover Alshon. <laughs> okay, of course, yes, yes. <laughs> Cover, cover what? We're not sure, but you can cover something. <laughs> yeah, well, he's my new guy since uh, Anquan Bolden is no longer around. True, true, true. <laughs> hey, so uh, kind of winding things down here. Tight end, JD. You, <laughs> this, this is a well you seem to have been be going to quite a bit this year. Yeah, my man, David and Joku. Yes, uh, somewhere uh, Corey is laughing and throwing stuff because he does not like David and Joku. Um, <laughs> but again, in that game, <laughs> they are a bad, bad defense. Tampa Bay gives up the most points to tight ends right now, and uh, David and Joku the last three weeks has gone seven targets, eleven targets, twelve targets. And unlike the Jarvis Landry Baker Mayfield connection, uh, he's actually catching a number of those balls. So I'll take that out of a tight end whose floor looks like it's going to be somewhere in that neighborhood of 10 points. And if you can get 10 points out of your tight end, why not? 
he's got a ceiling that's you know in that 15 to 20 range too Yeah, I mean, I, I like to uh, hate on most of the picks that you make, but he's he's actually uh, he he's he's pretty pretty decent play this week. I, I like I like his opportunity and chances to to find the end zone, maybe even more than once. So I feel like since you and I just sort of agreed on a tight end that something catastrophic is going to happen and he's probably not going to suit up this week. Uh, you never know. You never know. Ray, uh, you're, you're looking at a guy here that uh, is almost as old as you are. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so, this is completely close your eyes and, and throw the dart and see where it lands. Um, I'm going with, well, I think I said I'm going with Greg Olson. Is that what I said? That, that's um, what you said. You know, Do you want to take it back? No, I'll, no. I'll, that, give, you, I'll give you a chance. <laughs> the, uh, the other tight end I was, I mean, it's, it's that or not pick one at this point. So I'll go with, I'll stick, stick with Greg Olson. Um, I guess I just feel like, uh, I don't know. He, you know, he coming back off the injury, maybe his value is a little depressed. Um, and he was on the field for an incredibly high percentage of their snaps last week. So, you know, something's got to something's got to give, right? Um, so I'm hoping it's uh, that he'll catch a couple balls this week. Yeah, I suspect that he will. <laughs> uh, the problem is, is that Philadelphia is actually like the fifth toughest defense against tight ends. You throw all that out. <laughs> it's too oh, early in the year. Okay. None, of those, what, none of those numbers matter this far into the year. That's what you, I say. You heard it here first. Ray has claimed that numbers don't matter when it comes to fantasy football. Sometimes it's about stats and sometimes it's about warm and fuzzy. <laughs> All right, you called a dude sexy, and then you said warm and fuzzy. <laughs> that, that must be the uh, the Crown Royal speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's speaking by now. Trust me, I'm, it's done, so it's gone. So yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know. Uh, Olson, he's he's hobbling around on a broken foot. Um, I know. I know. Cam likes likes throwing it to him, but. Like JD said, this is a, a tough matchup on the road at Philly. Um, I think that you probably, if you're going to pay in that range, it's kind of a weird range for a tight end. Usually I find myself either paying way up or way down and, and not in that middle. And, and at 4,300 is kind of in a middle ground uh, tight end. I just don't know that he has uh, a high enough floor for cash for me nor high enough ceiling for tournaments well i guess i look at it like this i'm expecting philadelphia to treat him like the two of you are just gonna forget about him write him off certainly a possibility certainly a possibility uh the the guy that i'm i'm looking at here is is uh is is Gronk? He's it's Rob Gronkowski at six thousand. I, I really don't know the last time that we uh, 
were able to get him at this price. He's in that game against Chicago. Uh, the Chicago defense, the, the soft spot in the Chicago defense is short middle. Uh, they're giving up a 123 passer rating uh, on the short middle passes. Uh, Brady uh, has a 120 passer rating to that same area of the field. And Gronk has an 86% success rate there on the short middle. Uh, if this game is is going to be one of the higher scoring of this slate, I think I know Gronk hasn't done all that much so far this year. I think this is where he kind of has his breakout of of the year, and and his price starts climbing back up because I I think this is where you exploit the Bears' defense. Well, okay, so I have Gronkowski. Um, he's one of those pieces on my team right now that is just killing me in my season league. And I feel like, and again, you know, you, you obviously can't watch every snap of every game, but what I watch, my impression is that he is spending a lot of time at the line of scrimmage. Um and they're just not even really putting him out. And, you know, you guys are the ones with the the stats on this stuff, I imagine. But I just feel like he's doing a whole lot of blocking. And I think in a game where the Bears' pass rush, rush is the best part of their defense, I, I feel like he's going to be an important part of keeping Brady standing up so he can look for those other receivers. But um, obviously I hope he does uh, finally prove why I spent as much money on him as I did. But um, he's really hard for me to get behind right now. I feel like I I feel like he looks now like what I expected years ago when he just kept producing. Yeah, I don't disagree with you that the Patriots are likely going to have to do something and keep somebody in to chip. I expect to see a lot of two tight end sets though in that situation. Uh, Gronk is not doing Gronk things right now, uh, but he was also the only one on the field for the first four weeks of the season. Uh, now they've got Josh Gordon. They've got Julian Edelman back. Uh, they've got a pretty good running back in Sony Michelle. Uh, I expect to start seeing things open up for Gronkowski a little bit. I hope it's not this game. But it won't surprise me if this is one of those games where you see him catch five or six balls for 80, 90 yards and two touchdowns. Would not surprise me in the slightest. Uh, as far as pricing goes, yeah, I don't think he's been below 7,000 you know, for years at this point in time. So it's really hard to ignore him going up against a team that gives up the eighth most points to tight ends. I, I hope he gets all of it, you know, in between the 20s. But it wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, he gives you that 20-point day. Yeah, he's he's certainly due uh, for a guy that Tom Brady loves to throw to. And, and like you said, with, with the other weapons that they, they've got on the field now, it should open him up from the double teams and whatnot. And part of that short middle thing is, is yeah, he might have to stay in and, and, and chip a guy, but then release and, and get some 
touches there in the middle of the field. I, I have a feeling that uh, Roquan Smith is <laughs> about to uh, get a little taste of, of of the Gronk party this week, but uh, um, definitely definitely a, an interesting slate this week. The, there's a lot of the uh, the top top players are are in the Monday and Sunday night games. And so, or, or on by, or they have bad matchups. It's 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 going to be interesting. The the pricing, there there are some value out there to let you put the top guys in. Uh, I'm I'm certainly uh, interested to see what kind of news we get here headed into the weekend to see if if some more value opens up because I I'd, I'd sure like to be able to put. Gurley and Thielen in my lineup. Uh, I'm not sure I can fit Gronk in there with those two guys uh, for, as far as a, a cash game is concerned. But I'm I'm definitely going to have a lot of shares of of Gronk, um, at least in tournaments anyway. So, you know, you you say Thielen. I think that's that's an interesting one because one of the receivers I was looking at was Stephon Diggs. I mean, the guy's got to get his chance again, right? Uh, the th- this Thielen thing. I mean, not that I think he's going to go away, but come on. this Somebody has to step up and say, this is enough. We're not going to let this guy keep beating us. Uh, yeah, but the, the problem is that uh, he, he's playing in the slot, and uh, most of, of these defensive teams play their, their good corners on the outside. Uh, I, I don't disagree that I think that Diggs is about to – probably have have a good game here pretty soon but i don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive uh it it could just be that they have a, a big game all around Thielen and and cousins seem to have an even better uh click rate than than what he was doing with with Keenum last year, so pretty pretty good for. I think he's undrafted, right? Undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Yep, I believe that's true. So, um, well, my uh, I like to put a chalkbuster out there uh, every week, and it usually blows up in my face. Um, this week, I, I I'm picking. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, contrary to the models, my, my models, he's, he's high in the top of the models. And I've, I've heard a lot of analysts say how, you know, this guy is the guy that can beat, beat the uh, tough matchups and everything. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I think that the Jags at home this week have a little something to prove with that defense. And I think, uh, they're going to drag down DeAndre Hopkins uh, no matter what it takes to make somebody else on that team beat them. So that's, that's just my gut chalk bust play of the week. Don't I'm not, I'm probably not going to have much of Hopkins. And I'm, I'm going to really curse this for you, Ray. But I think this is the week that Diggs outscores Adam Thielen. 
That's uh, that's unfortunate that you're going to curse that because I have digs in my season league. So thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm here to help. What, what can I say? <laughs> if you've if you've listened to uh, any of these, every time I say somebody's not going to go off, they they tend to go off. So I would. I'd like to just go ahead and say that all of my players will not go off, but I know what will happen when I say that. So uh, I'm just going to say that Stefan Diggs outscores Adam Thielen this week. Interesting. Well, this is the time of the show we usually lay down a wager of some sort. Um, I know that... That sounds like it. Diggs versus Thielen. <laughs> Diggs versus Thielen. All right, I'll take Thielen if you want Diggs, JD. What do you What do you think? I'll take it I'll, both I'm, versus both of you. I don't care. I'm good at losing. I'll do that bet. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, so there it is. We got Diggs. That's Diggs versus Thielen. <laughs> um. Ray, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it's uh, we really enjoy having uh, people who like to talk football, and and you've got a lot of experience playing fantasy football. I know you haven't done much daily. Uh, what are what are the chances you may give it a try one of these days? Ah, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm just spread so thin. Um, I, I feel like. If I can't commit to it full on, I can't do it. You know, I don't want to be one of those people who does it as like, uh, I don't want to be the person who's who you're constantly taking the money of because you've put the time in and I haven't. Um, so that's that's really one of my biggest holdups. Um, you know, but I'm ha- having the season that I'm having right now. You don't love your in-season team. I can certainly see the, the appeal of it because um, I don't have to have Chris Hogan on my team anymore and count on him as a starter. Uh, if I don't want. So, um, so yeah, I, I could see myself getting there, but it is something that, um, you know, I just, I do feel like I, I'm either going to do it all the way or I'm not going to do it. Yeah. As the positive, terrible influences that we are by the end of the season, we will have gotten you to play at least one game <laughs> of DFS this year. Well, the other kind of hurdle for me is, you know, uh, I'm kind of an old man, and it seems like new technology I'd have to learn in order to do it. So that's the other hurdle. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to argue with you on that point, but uh, (laughs) it's it's definitely there. For any of you who are hesitant about it, uh, DraftKings or there's other platforms, FanDuel, uh, Draft. they're they're pretty simple to use uh on you can get an app on your phone or or you can play from your computer it's pretty accessible and DraftKings does have a lot of uh lower entry um low uh, um low price they've got free contests so if if you wanted to dip your toe in I, i don't think you need to uh deposit any money at the start if you'd like to just dabble with it and and play with the lineups and and see how you you feel like you would fare it it is it is a fun thing to do on a week-to-week basis you get to reset and 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 try uh try to redeem yourself 
Uh, Yahoo has a weekly free, uh, a free roll effectively too that you can play for free. Same basic concept. So you could get into it that way without having to spend any money. You trust Yahoo? This morning they couldn't manage to process our waivers correctly. So <laughs> I, they did not. They 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 did process the waivers. It was just later than normal. Uh huh. I know. Maybe and by then. Maybe by they then saw I had... that you were trying to get and said, eh, "Do you really want to?" No, do this? I I didn't have any claims set up. I think they're trying to give me more time. They're like, "Have you looked at your team?" <laughs> Based on what I'm hearing, you probably should have. Uh, I beat Justin week one. Ask him about it sometime. I'm sure it's I'm, still raw. I'm hearing that's super uh, easy to do this year. <laughs> well, let's just say that uh, the the first two losses I had taken on the season were combined for like two points total. So uh, I'm not. Last week was a different story, but it's my team's. It also. It it also took a Monday night game where my kicker doubled up his quarterback. So that that's that's the real raw point right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I want kickers think, are people too, guys. No, they're not. Uh, so I'd like to uh, thank you once again, Ray. I know you're not uh, big in the uh, social media game, but uh, we'd definitely like to have you back on again uh, sometime. Uh, JD, why don't you tell people where you can be found? Yeah, hit me up at the usual spots at JD West 22, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, get those questions coming in. Uh, feedback, as always, we love the interaction. Yeah, and and even though I'm uh, you know, I don't have Twitter and all those kind of things, I you can't find me in the white pages. So, um, if you'd like to send me any snail mail, you can find me there. <laughs> oh man and i can be found on twitter at justin m west on instagram jmw1977 you can find us on twitter at another bad call on facebook and instagram also you can email us at another bad call at gmail.com and and check out the blog uh, another bad where i blog weekly about my weekend results on DraftKings. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you would, send us some reviews. If you got any questions, we love the feedback and, and really like to avoid making another bad call. <laughs>